The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, notify bell next to it, in case you uh, are not subscribed to Going In Raw and you want to get all the luscious Going In Raw notifications. Our Money in the Bank predictions went live this morning. Uh, so you can find out who, 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 who. thinks is going to win Money in the Bank. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash. Yeah, we are. Steven Larson, we have a bunch of reward tiers there. It's a great way to support going in raw. Yes. And uh, let's see here. Uh, new new patrons. Uh, let's see here. When did this one come in? Nathan Reynolds, Michael Fitzgerald, and Carlos Vialba. I want to say thanks for the support. Thank you. I know we have we have like a new YouTube channel member, but that disappeared off the thing. So thank usually you very that's much. It's a holdover usually. Yeah, but this is a new stream. Usually, but we pop onto streams, and there's like people that have have joined like overnight. But then once we because we did the bot stream, yeah, that erased it. That got rid of it because it was sitting there waiting for us. Lame. I don't know who it was, but thanks for the support. Thank you. If 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 you are in chat right now, please announce yourself so we can give you the credit you deserve. And if if uh, if the oh yeah, if you're a channel member, sorry, like Ric Flair has apparently been rushed to the hospital. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, uh, what we know about that, which is not much. <clears throat> uh, if you're a channel member, you have access to all the bonus episodes that we uh, give to the five dollar and up a month patrons uh, at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. So uh, that's cool. You get five bonus episodes every single week. Uh, where we have a variety of discussions inside and outside the world of wrestling. Uh, so, breaking news: uh, Ric Flair, according this according to TMZ Sports, yeah, hospitalized after a very serious medical emergency. Very, I put, do that because in the in the headline here, that's in quotes. Very serious. Uh, Ric Flair is from TMZ Sports. Ric Flair was rushed to a hospital Thursday morning after suffering a medical emergency. TMZ Sports has, has learned. Uh, Flair was in Atlanta when something went wrong. Seven-year-old legend was initially taken to the emergency room to be treated. The specifics are unclear at this point. We're told the situation is, quote, very serious. So far, no word back from Ric Flair's camp on the comments. comment. Yeah, and it's kind of recapping his health struggles in the last couple of years. Yeah, it was what, two years ago, 2017. Yeah, he was in a coma. I make, make for ele- yeah, it says coma. For, he was coming for 11 days after his intestine ruptured. He was in critical condition on the verge of diameter. Yeah, I remember it was it was serious back yeah, then. Yeah, super bad. So you know we're pulling for the Nature Boy. Hope, hopefully, uh, hopefully he can, he can 
fight his way out of this like he did the last time. He's so. done it before. I'm yep. sure he'll do it again. He's yep. got that roast at StarCast coming up. Mm-hmm. He can't miss that. Woo! Big woo for the nature boy. Yep. yep. Hopefully he's doing okay. Yes. Uh, so, anyways, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Actually, let's do some announcements. Speaking of StarCast. Oh, yeah, we're going to be We're going to be there guy. live for a studio audience. It's more of a conference hall audience. Nonetheless. A live audience. We'll call it a studio audience because it sounds better. It does. Happy Days is filmed in front of a... Live studio audience. The Cosby Show is filmed in front of a... Live studio audience. Cheers is brought to you before a... Live studio audience. Going in raw will be brought to you before a... Uh, modestly intended studio audience. <laughs> uh, May 26th. It's Sunday. It's a week from this Sunday. Uh, we'll be at, in Las Vegas at the Tuscany Suites and Casino, Friendo Fest 2019. Mm-hmm. It's just a live podcast with us. We're going to be talking about Double or Nothing and, uh, and and chatting up with some friendos. Might have a special guest or two. So that's fun. Yes. Uh, so anyways, let's talk about NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. I thought NXT was a really solid show, except for the finish. That they There should have been a winner of that tag team. Title match by winner, I mean Street Profits. They should have won those tag titles right then and there. NXT doesn't commit many creative blunders. Usually they're pretty on point with their stuff. This was a massive... This was a gross creative blunder. I remember when I read the spoilers for this, and I read that, I was like, wow, they really dropped the ball there. That building would have exploded had Street Profits won those titles. And here's the thing. It's like, that's the norm. You go, you're getting moved up to the main roster. Guess what? You go out on your back. That's typically how NXT does things. Asuka was a special case because she went like three years undefeated. That makes sense. She was also injured. Uh, when hey, it was time for her to move up. With all this word of with all this word of Triple H being frustrated about Vince uh-huh. McMahon, we'll talk about it on tomorrow's news show. Yeah. With all I do, you, I wonder if Asuka was the case where he was like, "I am literally going to do everything I can to foolproof her main roster debut." <laughs> and it still fell upon still, deaf ears. Still got it wrong. It's, they still got still, it wrong. Still got it wrong. Um, I, I kind of wonder if that's the case. When he's like, Maybe. okay, there's no way. There's no way they can mess this one up. Like, this is clear as day. She comes in and dominates. People are terrified of her coming in. Yeah, yeah they, her uh, arrival's announced. Oh, I want to wrestle her. Oh, I want to wrestle her. I want to wrestle oh, her, should, too. We should fight to determine who gets to wrestle Oscar first. And then she spends uh, like 75% of her first match selling. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, I thought about that more because I match out. I talk about how I don't like squash matches, but you know, you could dominate a match without having uh, it be a squash match. I think that was really the issue with Oscar's debut match against Emma, is she spent most of the match selling. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. So in this case, yeah, I, I kind of feel, I don't know. And I don't know if this, I don't know what the reason behind this would be. There was two things that I, that I, they want a takeover match. They want a very specific takeover match, which, we find again. I'm not getting the spoiler territory, but there's a takeover match they want. Oh, oh, which still could have happened with Street Profits as champions. Yeah, you know, I guess the the idea, you know, because at the end of this, you have Forgotten Sons, you have uh, Lorcan and Birch come out. They all think they have a claim to be in contention for tag titles. If the top of the show, Street Profits, come out as was done to great effect, saying, "Hey, we didn't beat you last time. We were this close to doing it. We could beat you." And then they come out and then do it. And then, you know, in this episode, we have Forgotten Sons wanting to talk to Regal about getting a tag title shot. Just the next episode have Forgotten Sons, Lorcan and Birch, whomever else, come out and say, 
like they just asked and got the opportunity. What about us? Yeah. You know, we, 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 you know, like they had just lost to war Raiders Yeah, and they get another opportunity. We haven't lost to war Raiders. Where's our opportunity? Mm-hmm. And they still could have done it. Just the, the opportunity to create a couple of massive stars with just one match. Because the full sale crowd always like explodes, and, and it's like because they don't get title changes. Even in losses, street profits through the months have been building up a ton of momentum. Mm-hmm. They were already popular, yeah. And 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 the the degree to which they've improved both in ring and on the mic over the last six months. If they had won that match, holy cow! I had one. I know. Here, holy here's, cow! I know it would have exploded. Here's my I, so I had I had a big gripe with that. Um, my other big gripe was kind of how the Street Profits evidently weren't, I don't know, I, I still think that they need to inject. So, like, I was totally fine with their promo when they came out and they ran down War Raiders saying, yeah. you know, you can't beat me. I thought that it was oh, very that was great. great. And when um, Angelo Dawkins said, if that is your real name, I thought that was really good. Yeah. Sort of sent them over the edge. What I really didn't like, and God, I hope they get away from it, is when Montez gets cartoonish with his reactions for something that should be serious. And I'm speaking specifically, it was after the match had been thrown out. and uh, Oh, he uh, screams? Ray, yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. It's, it's not authentic. It's, it, it does nothing. It's not genuine in the least. Oh, it's and it, it might have though. its place in some, in some matches. But, and I, I think it was after the match was thrown out that it happened. Yeah, it was. But if you expect me to take you seriously as an actual threat, there's a time and place for like the dancing and the joking around. There's to- you can totally do that. But in the match, if you're legitimately scared that a guy is like grabbing your head and he's going to do something to you, and you go, ah, like a Wilhelm scream. That was great. And I, it's just, it doesn't. That's why I. That's why I don't see them as serious champions. Oh, that's I don't see them as as serious. Like you, oh. you, you take that seriously. No, I'm. Not, that's not a degree of which I take it seriously. Not. I just think it's funny. You think they're okay? Well, I mean, it's. I don't know. I, mean, I don't even think it's that funny. It's. It's like. It's easy. It's lazy. It's like the easiest, laziest humor there is. It might have been funny if he farted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, that could have. That's, that's, that's. It's on par with that. Yeah, fart jokes are, are kind of the laziest jokes, but sometimes they're the funniest. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, I think I think it's I just I find them entertaining and and they could be entertaining while they're doing their goofy stuff, but also they they can turn it around and and do and be serious. I know I wish they would because I've seen it in small doses. They can. Like last week they did and this week they didn't. And I'm like you're fighting for the titles and like I'm supposed to take you seriously and you're doing this cartoonish stuff. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh no, they're the best. They're awesome. Okay. Fish could all eat. NXT UK was damn good. Really good. We had Jazzy Gabert show up. That was rad. Uh, what did you think of that Walter video package? The one with the, just him talking? Yeah. I, I, I actually liked it because it didn't seem like he was reading from a script. I know. I don't think he was. No. I really like that Pete Dunne, yeah. He seems like a pretty down-to-earth dude. True. Yeah, he does. At first, I was like... I think I was on the treadmill when I was watching this. I was like, who's talking right now? <laughs> and I look, and it's Walter. And he's just dude Walter. Yeah, man. He's like normal dude Walter. I thought it was great. So like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I think it'll be very good. I think it's very good that he's training. Because I want Pete, Pete Dunne at his very good best. Everything was very good. <laughs> yeah, his very good best. Very good best. But he wasn't, tra- he wasn't putting on any airs. He wasn't trying to act a character. He was just Walter. Makes it more menacing. I know. that this Because like, it's totally different from what you get in the ring. Yeah. 
Uh, we're gonna. Have, I feel like it's what they want to do. What they want to do with Lars and NXT. I mean, obviously, he was a lot more trying to be a lot more verbose. Mm-hmm. You know, using a bunch of, uh, uh, of, of you know like longer words. Yeah. Um, but uh, but then with that, it still really felt like it was to a degree scripted. Yeah. Like yeah. it didn't feel natural, yeah. and everything that Walter said just felt like he was like, "All right, Walter, just talk like three minutes for about Pete Dunne and then your match and whatnot, and then, you know we'll we'll make something out of it." All right, fine. It's how every promo should be. Exactly, it really is. It felt like more like a New Japan press conference. We also got the debut of Ilya Dragunov. Uh huh. Which I don't know. Maybe there's just too much hype behind the guy, but I kind of don't get it. Uh, well, there's there's two things to it. I think is is I I came in cold, not knowing a whole lot about him. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know his whole presentation was so, so theatrical. There's uh-huh. anything wrong with it by his rest. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, and then uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm not that familiar with his in ring work. But what we saw last night was showed a very limited arsenal. It was basically clotheslines and European uppercuts. Yeah. Um, so again, a situation where I feel like a squash match isn't necessarily the best showcase for the full breadth of somebody's skills because this is a pretty hype debut. And uh, I've heard a lot of really good things about him. And after watching this, um, I'm like, all right, well, I want to see more. I love his theme music, though. Oh, it's great. His video package is great. It's awesome, huh? With the eye and all that stuff. It's like a yeah. scene from Vertigo. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. And like, I like his contacts. I, his intensity is good. It, 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 like his theatrical nature is like a, a, a movie villain. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to like about it. I just don't see how it all connects yet. Yeah. Especially to how he works a match in the ring. Yeah, I know. I expected something different, and I don't know what. Yeah, I don't no. know what I expected, but I was like, okay, what's going to happen here? And then he just seemed kind of slow. Um, and then 205 was, had, a, had a good match. I'm not, like, huge on Liguero, but he had a good match with Tony Nese. Yeah, it was good. Liguero moves like he's carrying an extra 50 invisible pounds. I feel like Liguero is one of those guys that can put on a good match with just about anybody. Yeah. But I... I don't know. I just feel like it's always going to be a good match. <laughs> and that's not a slight. No. Because he's a good wrestler. Yeah. But he's a good wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. Yeah. But, like, I don't think he's a spectacular wrestler. No, and I feel like there's not a whole lot of connection. He as. carries himself like a spectacular wrestler. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like there's even, you know, like Rey Mysterio, even with the mask, can forge a pretty good connection with the crowd. Oh, this just looks like he's wearing, like, yeah. And like, I feel like there's no connection with the crowd with Liguero. Like, I uh, can't connect with him as a performer. You can connect with us. How are you doing? Well, hello, my name's Liguero. I'm a luchador. <laughs> I'm from Leeds. <laughs> I'm from Leeds. And that's kind of like his gimmick. He's a luchador from Leeds, you know. <laughs> kind of want a little bit more to chew on. <laughs> Let's hop into this, man. NXT, right. Morrow and Nigel opened up saying goodbye to Pursuing Percy. other opportunities outside of WWE. I don't know what he's going to do, Morrow. He'll be back. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Um, but then they introduced Beth Phoenix as the third member of the crew. I thought and that's she was great. delightful. She's fantastic. I thought she, I thought She's she was fantastic. really good. Yeah. Um, I, will, I really appreciate it when they have... I feel like in our first episode, they're, they're, they're bringing in a, a female commentator. So the natural thought kind of goes to, number one, I, I, I thought she brought more to the table instantly than Percy did. Uh, and in her first episode, I think she's better than Renee Young. Here's, well, right here's now. the thing is that I, I appreciate when they bring former wrestlers. I guess she still wrestles yes. a little bit. Yeah. Because they know from a technical standpoint yeah. how to... Uh, uh, 
comment on and heighten the story being told in the ring. That's what that's what Nigel adds is that he knows like literally like oh he's doing this move. This is going to affect this particular muscle, Absolutely. this particular joint, this particular ligament. Beth already she's kind of like on this first episode the face version of of Nigel, mm-hmm. bringing that aspect to the storytelling of what's going on in the ring. And and I know Percy did some wrestling. I don't know if he had the 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 experience that Beth obviously had, but or Nigel. I don't think he did. Um, and obviously Renee Young's not a wrestler. Yeah. So that's a perspective that she may still be learning. Yeah. Um, and I think that really adds a lot. That's um, a good point. But then again, on the main right, roster, they, and especially on Raw and SmackDown, they don't really care about enhancing the story being told in the ring. Yeah. That's not they, a priority. They'd rather have the commentators telling their own story with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the War Raiders come out, and they said uh, they... We invaded uh, Raw, but we're not done invading Raw, but we got these. NXT tag team titles like they're an albatross but <laughs> weight on their shoulder they need to rid themselves of before they can really bring the raid to raw what's gonna be their legacy in NXT is there one they were they were a huge tag team they never really had a definitive feud against the only tag team there that makes that that matters and that's Redragon they never really had that like big big feud big prolonged like revival aop and diy, DIY. Totally, yeah no that was a huge main event level yeah, it would be inter- interesting to see if they hadn't gotten the sudden call up because i'm guessing vince just happened to watch their match against alistair black and ricochet a takeover or parts of it yeah oh these guys are really good i want them on my show now i can tweet um, out that i watched takeover um yeah, that was the first takeover he, t- he ever publicly commented on, wasn't it? Probably. Because I think it was when there was like just a wave of people saying, are you this watching this, Vince? Ever, yeah. Vince, you're crap. Are you watching uh, this? Yeah, I'm watching it. Well, then learn. I know. Oh, I'll learn. I want these guys on my roster, and I'll change their name <laughs> to something ridiculous. Oh, look at them. Uh, I do like that Moro kayfabe the name. He was like, they, oh, they fully embraced the Viking lifestyle, so they've renamed themselves. You know what? At least... At least, yes, you can shake your head and it's silly. At least they tried to explain it. See, I don't I didn't mind Moro doing it. It's before he did that, the ring announcer says, Eric, Ivar, the Viking Raiders, when for the past year they've been Hansen and Roe, the War Raiders, in that full sale venue. Well if if they just said the Viking Raiders don't mention their individual names, fine. Yeah. But it's an insult. An insult. To that full sale crowd to say, oh, here's Ivar and Eric now. Yeah. I, at least, I, they, I mean, they, and Triple H is trying, man. He's yeah. trying. He is. Boy. Anyways, they invite Regal down. Oh, as far as the legacy, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, they weren't, they did, felt like they weren't there that long. They weren't. Yeah. And half the time they were there, they didn't wrestle a whole lot. Yeah. For whatever reason. I think Hanson might have been hurt for a little bit. They had that good War Games match. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, they invite Regal down to the ring. He comes down, um, and they say uh, they want to relinquish the tag titles because no one in NXT can beat them. But wait. Montez Ford run- comes to the, ra- the ramp with Angelo Dawkins doing this. Getting the wax out so they can their, their ears are ringing. Yeah. He was going out for a while. Did I hear you right? He's saying no one can beat you. Last time, we may have lost the match, but we were this close. This close to pick up the win. We know, we know we can beat you now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they come down. Uh, you mentioned the bit where Angelo Dawkins, in reference to Viking Raiders, if that is your real name. Yeah, that was a good bit. The crowd went, Ding! The whole Montez Ford's promo bit was great. It was all great. Yeah, it was good. It was all great. It was good stuff. 
Uh, but that bit about is that your real name really sent uh, War Raiders over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sore spot. It's not, you know I can beat you. It's, it's, it's Vince changed your name to stupid. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, damn it. Okay, you've gone too far. You've gone too far. You've, you've too crossed far. the Just line. Just wait until you guys get to main roster. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> so then Roe tells Regal to make the match. Regal obliges and be our main event for the evening. Yeah. Uh, next, we had this great undisputed era where uh, Kathy Kelly. Oh yeah, I got grim really fast. I should have mentioned this at the jump. We have serial killer Roderick Strong. That was amazing. That was messed up stuff. So they're talking. Uh, Kathy Kelly's asking Adam Cole about Roddy, <laughs> uh, who the leader of undisputed era is, and Adam Cole says that's that. There's no question. Leader is Adam Cole. Yeah, of course. And then uh, Roderick Strong comes up. Well, wait, man, what? you're you're missing the best bit. He apparently had mauled Matt Riddle so hardcore oh, that during running, the interview, people are running behind. Yeah, people are running towards the scene of the crime behind the interview. Kind of half distracting. And then distracting. you see you see sweaty Roderick. But Strong. he's just ambling. They really should have added some blood spray to him. He comes ambling up, and he's like, uh, "You know what, man? I was thinking about it. You're totally right. We're better when we're on the same page." I took care of the Matt Riddle problem for you. And, and so he, he hands Adam Cole a, a flip-flop. A bloody flip-flop. Well, at first you just see flip-flops. Oh, it's Matt Riddle. And he turns it towards the camera. He's like, oh, shit, there's blood in there. <laughs> there's blood Did he cut off it. his foot? The only thing. <laughs> and, he, and then Adam Cole head. hands the flip-flop to Kyle O'Reilly. He's all. And Adam Cole's very happy. He takes off the armband and he gives it to, to Roderick Strong. And they all leave in unison. The only thing I kind of wish for this is if that had thoroughly freaked out the Undisputed Era. Like, what they, if we open it up They here? see the, the blood on the shoe and drop yeah, it. Yeah. Like, oh, Roddy, you've he's gone like, too far here, this time. He's like, what? Come on, guys, let's go. And they're like, oh, God. What oh have we gosh, created? Oh, my gosh, unlocked yeah. serial killer Roderick Strong here. Murder Roderick Strong. Oh, I thought that was amazing. That was fantastic. And they, like, position the thing. There's, like, fresh blood. That's great. Oh, so God. Good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I cut off his foot. I hit it. Yeah. <laughs> I hit it. I might take a bite out of it first. <laughs> Might have eaten some brains. <laughs> uh, next, they had Cesar Bononi taking on Keith Lee. I might have cooked it a little. I mean, cooked it a little. What is that from? American Psycho. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Remember that part in Wesley? I killed a lot of people. Hannibal, where, where Ray Liotta's <sighs> sitting there. That's and, a, such an over-the-top disturbing scene. I know, and Anthony Hopkins is in there, and Ray Liotta says... That smells magnificent. So gross. He's cooking his brain. This is a really disturbing scene. It's a really messed up yeah. scene. It's a crap movie, but it's a really disturbing scene. Yeah, that scene's scene. actually re really well done. It really is, yeah. Uh, anyway, Cesar Bononi versus Keith Lee is next. Uh, Bononi tries to put up some fight, but it's Keith Lee, man. Basket is glory. Do you think people, people ever like, stop during this filming that scene and was like, this is too much? <laughs> was that Ridley Scott? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because imagine they're just sitting it's there. It's the only memorable part of that entire movie. It is. Movie, no, it totally so is. So in that sense, he did something right. It is. It's just like they're sitting there. Ray Liotta has like a cap on with the brains and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I, they're, like, I would have loved to see some outtakes from that. It's the thing is, though, it's, it's played for, you know, it's, 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 it's darkly humorous, too. It is, the, yeah. The surreal nature of it, of Ray Liotta sitting there with his brain exposed. Yeah. Saying, oh, man, that meal you're cooking smel smells great. Ugh. And that's his own head. Yeah. That's in that frying pan, whatever it is. <laughs> you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. 
inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. That's messed up. It's messed up, but it's kind of like, oh, the way it's staged and everything. It's like, oh, that's kind of surreal. Because like, it, it was a very still scene, too. It's very, yeah, it's presented very matter of fact. Yeah. Well, anyways. Anyway, anyways, Keith Lee won with a spirit bomb. He's fantastic. Bask in his glory. He is limitless. When they can give this guy a push. Um I think well, this is kind of it. Like this is road to push. Are they gonna do this thing where he's gonna face everybody else that's uh the similar body type to to Dijak until Dijak comes back? I hope not. Because they made a point of mentioning during this match. I think Morrow said mm-hmm. you got Benoni who's a similar body type mm-hmm. as Dijak. Tall, lanky, still muscular. Yeah, maybe. Are they just kind of going to have placeholder matches for Keith Lee until Dijak comes back because they really want that match. But okay, but here's the thing, though. Dijak was already scheduled to do Velveteen Dream. Well, he just... No, he, I don't think he was ever scheduled. He just made a push that he wanted North American title. Well, Velveteen Dream came out usually when a guy comes out and talks crap. and He had a whole... Rewritten uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, I know. I know that I mean, seemed to be the plan, but That was maybe. the thing. They so had, for whatever reason, had dropped the Keith Lee thing and then picked up know. the Velveteen Dream. I don't know. I don't know, man. So, I don't know. I don't think that they're going to... I don't think that they're going to go back to Keith Lee versus... I, I know they mentioned him, though. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Because they also mentioned... Yeah, they mentioned that Dijak had <clears throat> meniscus surgery, so I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, next, Kathy Kelly is walking towards uh, Regal's office. She announces that Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler is going to happen at TakeOver. She had a tough episode, Kathy Kelly. She did. She was getting bullied left and right. Oh, Bianca Belair was just leading her all over the place later on. Um, and then the Forgotten Sons walk up. They want to talk to Regal about not oh, getting a tag team her microphone. title opportunity. Yeah. Stop being grabby, people. Yeah, stop being rude to Kathy Kelly. Her microphone is an extension of herself. She's doing her job. Stop doing that. Stop yes, grabbing yes, it. Yes, all that. Yes. So yeah, they all say stuff. They're going to go into Regal's office and talk to Regal. So he says because they don't want to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, let's see here. After that, we had um, uh, Kushida um, putting up 
uh, putting him up against stiff competition, Kona Reeves. And he had Finest. zero problem dispatching of Kona Reeves, even though he was literally staring at Drew Gulak, who had come to the stage mm-hmm. at the beginning of the match. Mm-hmm. He shows up and just starts staring at the match. He's observing it from yes. the stage. Yes. Kushida literally just keeps on staring at him while he's taking care of Kona Reeves. Yep. That's how far down the finest has fallen. Well, I mean, to be fair, he never really was put in a position to be put in the upper echelon of anything. No. He's got pants now, But he got a video package. Mm. How old is that that video package now? Probably like eight months. That's going back further than a year. You mean the hype package? Well, whatever plays during his Tron, all the nice shots of him. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That goes back a ways. Maybe. It just seems like it hasn't been that long. He's got pants now, though. Yeah, he's got pants now. That helps him a little bit. Pants. I like, I like, I prefer pants over trunks. Yeah, try, it does seem like it'd be uncomfortable wrestling trunks. Unless you're Tyler Bate and you have like you want to show. Oh, you have tree trunks legs. Yeah, I know. He looks or like your, uh, regular uh, pants don't fit him. Jackson Riker. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I had like thighs that were 36 inches around, mm-hmm. I'd probably just wear speedo all the time. Yeah, probably. Like, look at my glorious quads here. Heck yeah, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but if I like if I you know, not right now, it's cold in here. Yeah, it's freezing suck. in here. That would suck. Anyways, trunks seem uncomfortable. I'm going to be worried about a butt cheek or something falling out. Can't wait to see Drew Gulag versus Kushida, though. Yeah, it's going to be top-notch. Or Drew Gulag versus Kona Reeves. I don't know. Maybe he was staring down Kona It could Reeves. be. That's a possibility that no one is really considering at this point. That really, <laughs> Drew Gulak wants to be... In- he not only wants to make a finer 205 Live, the but he wants to be, be the finest live. 205 Live. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Kushida won with a hoverboard lock. It wasn't much of a match. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Gulag versus Kushida. Yeah. I've done read the spoilers. Yeah. Uh, after that, Bianca Belair is uh, leading Kathy Kelly around backstage. Um, she wants it documented on videotape uh, what's about to happen. Uh, but then uh, she's going to Regal's office. Yeah. Mia Yim comes out of Regal's office. She had scooped her mm-hmm. and uh, said, and she was like, oh, I see you trying to steal my title opportunity. And Mia Yim said, I didn't steal. Oh, she said, but I already took, because I already took care of you, so I should be next. And Mia Yim says, I don't want a title opportunity right now. I asked Regal for a rematch with you mm-hmm. because you took a shortcut last time. Mm-hmm. And then she walked away, and Bianca Belair was like, ugh, whatever. And she's like, come on, Kathy, let's go. Yeah. Uh, next, we see uh, in the trainer's room, uh, Matt Riddle's being tended to. He's got that rib tape. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Gargano's back there for some reason. Um, he walks away. He does an interview, and he uh, says he wants uh, Adam Cole to take over. So that's what hap- That's what's happening. He gets Adam Cole to take over. Unfortunately for Gargano, Roderick Strong is going to take his foot and eat it a little bit. Yeah, nibble on it a little bit. Maybe take a toe or two. <laughs> Adam Cole comes in, and he's like slicing up his brain. It smells great, Roderick. That smells fantastic. That smells amazing. I think that was the line. Uh, next, Vanessa Bourne taking on Jesse. Oh, the TV non-May on Classic debut yeah. of Jesse. Yeah. They had they ditched her. I'd sort of paid attention to her on like the Florida House Loop. She was like doing the sort of nerd gimmick, and they sort of ditched all that. Now she's just sort of nice person mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanessa Bourne picked up the win with her finish, which looks cool. Yeah, it's a cool move. Uh, I feel like a move that needs to be practiced a lot before the match because if you if you, the timing's not right, it could look really clumsy. Yeah, that's possible. That could be. Uh, and then we had the main event, Street Profits versus War Raiders. Uh, this is kind of the uh, inverse of what we saw last time, where it was War Raiders this time. 
uh, went right at Street Profits, pretty much right as the bell rang. I wish we would have seen. I wish they would have done the thing again with the camera and them jumping over it, oh, even if it was War Raiders this time. Oh, That'd I know. Be great. That would have been great. <clears throat> um, so they tried to. They hit a lot of offense early on. Went for their finish now. Viking experience. Mm-hmm. The pop up power slam. Uh, Angelo hits uh, Ray Rowe or Hanson. Hanson, sorry, with the spear. Uh, Montez Ford goes roll up. Roll up. A kick out happens. Uh, and then Street Profits have the upper hand, culminating in a frog splash from Montez Ford. Hanson kicks out of that. Uh, a little more fighting happens, and then the Forgotten Sons come out. Um, uh, Hanson tries to fend them off. Forgotten Sons beat him down. Ref calls for the bell. Match is over. There's a huge brawl on the outside. Oni Lork and Danny Birch, they come out and join it. Uh, War Raiders eventually take out Forgotten Sons. And then Street Profits back in the ring hit their finish on Ray Rowe. Angelo gets down there, counts the pinfall. They're the new tag team champions. Crowd goes crazy. Everybody's happy. Mm-mm. No, ref called for the yeah, bell. Match throwing out wasn't, wasn't anything. Anyways. But then the Street Profits also did get sort of a, a silly bit at the end where they pinned. Yeah, that's what it said. Uh, okay. I thought you were just going into alternate reality there. Well, it wasn't. Because yeah, they called half. the bell first and then they got the pinfall. Yeah, exactly. Down. It was kind of like the the... the like, hey, we look. We said we can't beat them. On top of that, Angelo had a super fast three count. Yeah, it was pretty fast. So, and they like ran out of there all goofy, like. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the uh, War Raiders lay out Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, and then Wesley Blake eats a pop up power slam, and then the War Raiders lay down the tag titles in the ring, battle the crowd. Yeah, they're saying goodbye. I goodbye. Off to raw. It's it, it it's such a where they haven't been seen in a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, no, it's an it's an appropriately whimperish goodbye. Yeah. Out with a whimper yeah. because you're going to raw where your main roster run is going to be probably a big whimper. You know, uh, until so things change. I was looking through the comments this morning. Sure. For our predictions video, and apparently I didn't notice this when we were doing it. And I just assumed it'd be the case. The Daniel Bryan Rowan versus Usos match isn't even a title match. What's the point of that match even happening if it's not for the titles? Neither of the tag titles are being defended on this pay-per-view. Well, crap. That might change my prediction then. Well, it's too late now. It's too late now. We should have done our research. Yeah. Well, what's, the, what's the point? Good match. Oh, it'll be great. It's going to be a good match. But there's no stakes involved. No. So what's the point? Good match. I don't, know. I don't have an answer for you. Because the Usos aren't on Raw. I mean, on, are on SmackDown. They're not on SmackDown. So they no. can't vie for those tag team titles. There's, didn't you read the, the wild card rule, the actual rule, the, all the fine print of the rule? I read the press release. I thought that was the extent of it. Gosh, it's it is the extent. There is, no, there is no actual fine print for the wild card no, rule. No, there's basically any print for the wild card rule. No. When are we going to get out of that mess, by the way? The main roster mess. I feel like it's going to get to a breaking point at some point, right? Doesn't that have to get to a breaking point, man? You'd think so. Right? If, like, one of their shows got canceled. <laughs> like, if the ratings were so garbage that the network's like, all right, we're paying, you know, like a, the $250 million for what? <laughs> we're bleeding money here. Oh, canceled. No. Oh, man. Who knows? Who knows? NXT UK kicked off with Piper Niven and Jamie Hayter. This is a pretty quick match. Yeah, she got in the. She has the best fun splash. Absolute best fun splash in the business. She like hits it, rolls through. Then she got the win with the Michinoku driver yes. over Jamie Hater. Yeah, we've seen her before. I think so. We? The name sounds very like familiar. Once? 
Uh, next, quick little Tony Storm press conference. Boy, Nina Samuels is uh, living rent-free in Tony Storm's head. She mm -hmm. says, you brought my family into it? Well, she now said, I want the match more than you. And not only do I not, not only do I want it more than you, I'm willing to put my title up to get it. Boy, she is easily manipulated. Yeah, man. All Nina Samuels did was make a bunch of theatrical references and metaphors. Yeah. That's all she really did. And, she, so, yeah. and that match, I think they said, is going to happen in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, next, Sid Scala. Cassius Ono's great. God, oh, this is so great. great. This made me really want him to be like champion there for a while. Oh, I know. How awesome would that be? Talk about a heel. Great. American great. teaching the Brits about Brit wrestling. So good. Uh, <laughs> Sid! Sid. Psycho, Psycho Sid. Sid Scala's <laughs> yeah, doing an interview about... Savvy uh, Sid. And then he said, Savvy Sid. <laughs> uh, Sid's doing an interview about the Walter Pete Dunn match and yeah, from like the background, uh, Ono... He walks up. into the building yeah. wearing his uh 2K19 uh hoodie <laughs> and his and his like his wrestling not him not his wrestling trunks, might be underneath but like basketball shorts. Mm, yeah. And he's like, Sid, psycho Sid. Savvy Sid. And he's like, uh, so I want to know when uh, why I found out I didn't have any of these qualifying matches. And when you uh when you get to rectify all this? Yeah. He's like, I'm here. I, you you want to show off the true British style of wrestling. No one does it better than me here. Mm-hmm. So I should be in this qualifying deal. And Sid Scales says, all right, I'll go talk to Johnny Saint. I'll go talk to Dad. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Saint. <laughs> talk to Mr. Saint. He, said, he says, okay, I'll go talk to Mr. Saint. Oh, Johnny? Yeah. Oh, this is, oh Johnny? <laughs> yeah, you have that word with Johnny and uh, get back to me. And then he walks off and you hear him off camera. Sid! That's good. That's so good. Oh, he's so great. He was awesome. He was like so great in the uh, Tom McGee documentary. A little oh, no, I need to check that out. Did, yeah. I need to check that out. Did you did you actually watch the match? I watched most of it. All right. Yeah, I think I did. I mean, the highlights that you've seen, because you've seen little bits, right? Little bits, like on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay, so during the actual documentary, which is like twenty minutes, and they show like the match was like 10, 12, something like that. During the document, they show like all the good bits. It really is just boiled down to the three moves that McGee can do good, and then his, you know, he does some flippy stuff, and it's really cool. And Brett just sells the crap out of it. That's all it really yeah. is, you know. But the and the crowd is hot for it. The crowd is hot for it. Interesting. Uh, next, Legero versus Jordan Devlin, a qualifying match for this fatal four-way number one contender business. Uh, they get this match a ton of time. Uh, Jordan Devlin's pretty much the best. Yeah, he is. Well, he's the ace. He is the ace. And it doesn't matter if you're a joker, a king, a king, or a queen. He didn't say queen. Yeah. A joker or a king. None of them beats the ace. That's correct. That's correct. That spot where he does that moonsault off the top and Maguero got his feet up. In real time, I, I thought Devlin took those feet straight to the mush, man. I Well, I know. And like whenever these dudes like land so hard on it, it's like, I always think their ankles are just going to snap in half. I know. And then I love how he like he sells it like and tumbles out of the ring. And basically falls on his head. Yeah. And in such dramatic fashion, the ref has to go check on him. He's so good. Oh, he's amazing. He's so and he good. won. He didn't, he, he didn't use his finisher. He did that ripcord uh, Saito suplex. Devlin inside is what they call it. I kind of, I almost kind of prefer, especially oh, when it's like against a smaller opponent. Yeah, and yeah. this was like off the second rope. Yeah, it was great. It was a perfect transition. What do you think of that name, the in excess reference? Wait, what is it? What? Devlin inside. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Good, huh? Yeah, it's good. The it's in, good. In excess reference is yeah. good. Anyways, he did an interview afterwards. He said all that stuff. He's like, "Why am I even in a qualifying match? Why is I should be number one contender?" 
I agree with him. Yeah, man. I mean, it's you know, it makes sense. After British Strong Style and Walter, Jordan Devlin is easily the best thing about NXT UK. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'll put him right after Trent Seven promos. Mm-hmm. That's for me. It's Trent Seven promos is the best thing about NXT. Sorry, sorry. Zach Gibson promos are the best thing about NXT UK. Then Trent Seven. No, Trent Seven promos number one. Then Zach Gibson promos, and then is Jordan Devlin. The entirety of Jordan Devlin. Yeah. His wrestling, his promos. He's so good. Yeah, Jordan Devlin might trump all for me in NXT UK. He's pretty much the reason I tune in. Well, the ace trumps all. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much the prime reason I tune in NXT UK. He's really good, man. After that, we had that oh, awesome Walter. Yeah, it was great. Walter, sorry, people in chat keep on correcting. Oh, it was Walter. Yeah, that's the proper uh, German pronunciation. Hey, I'm just a chilled guy, you know. I got the title, and I'm, I'm glad that Pete Dunne stepped up. And I get the title, and my life's very good. My life is very good. You know, I'm here in the UK, and the, but I can. it's a very short trip. I can take the channel, or I can take... Do, do, does anybody even take... I think it's Commercial just like flights. a simple ferry to the... Oh, across the channel? Across the channel. Well, Walter would have to get from either Germany or Austria, wherever he lives. I know he's Austrian. Um, he would have to get from there to some place in France it's to just take easier. the ferry across yeah. or the channel. It's just easier for me to take a flight. But then there'd be some sort of transportation you need, I guess, from London to where, in this case, uh, Glasgow. Oh, yeah. But I guess yeah. he was just the performance center, which I believe is Yeah, that was the performance center, yeah. I should take. I should see if I can arrange to take a tour of the performance center. Good luck with that. I know. I don't know. I don't I, think. I don't think you just do like that. In, I think in England they're like I'm a lot more lax, though. I'm just like, oh yeah, coming in. You know, thank you, Johnny Saint. Who are you again? I'm uh, Pete Dunn. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome. Right. Well, come on in. Feel free to run the ropes if you like. <laughs> I'm gonna work out. There's a gym. Uh, next, we had a Mustache Mountain interview where first they were asked about uh, Pete Dunn's match. Um, uh, against Walt Walter, yeah, and uh, Tyler Bate, you know, he just said a bunch of terms. He just said like, yeah, you know, British strong style, you know, Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn, Walter, Trent, it's all good, right? All, all wearing championships, all wearing championships, <laughs> you know. But and then <laughs> the the and then Trent Seven pivoted to their own aims. <laughs> yeah, yes, it would be good for. Pete Dunne to have that championship, but of course, it would be better, right? Mustache Mountain rematch tag tag championships mm-hmm. more important for us, right? <laughs> they just start twiddling their mustaches and talk about mustaches and championships. It's great, it's fantastic. So, anyways, they want a tag title opportunity. Long story short, uh, <laughs> next we had Jack Stars against the debuting Ilya Dragunov. I hope Jack Stars is getting paid all the money in the world. This dude takes so much punishment from these these hot names these coming. WXW, uh, yeah, guys are debuting in NXT UK. So before the match, we saw Ilya uh, backstage hyping himself up, and it's just a lot of like. I don't know, capillaries bursting in his face. It's a lot of huffing and puffing, yeah. It's a lot of huffing and puffing. And it's like, okay, what's this crazy dude going to do, right? And so he gets in there. His theme music is amazing. It's like some Russian song or whatever, some Russian it's opera. Weird. It's, 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 a, it's a weird juxtaposition where he's, he's supposed to be the super intense guy, but then he's so theatrical because he does a lot of this stuff. Mm, it doesn't yeah. really seem to fit with the intensity aspect. See, I'm fine with all that stuff if it made sense in the ring. Yeah. And again, Alex C has said this, and many people have said this. Just, you know, watch some, maybe watch some of his XWX stuff, and then you'll get a better idea of yeah, what he is. Totally. And that's what we're going to see. 
But uh, <laughs> I was like, really? This is the thing? This is the guy? I thought he was very silly. Um, but uh, anyways, he got the win after a running European uppercut. Jack Stars did get his offense in. Yeah. He did. It wasn't a complete and utter squash match. It no, was, it wasn't. There was a big, and which I appreciate. Just showed me a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had an interview with Mark Andrews and Noam Dar. They were all very diplomatic. Uh, the interviewer was uh, saying, hey, you know, this did, the, the, the match last week ended up. Go Hold ahead. Hold on. I mean, interrupt, but uh, Sean Ross Sapp just tweeted, uh, Conrad Thompson says the Ric Flair situation is not as grave or serious as TMZ makes it out and says that this was a planned procedure that Flair wanted to have before Vegas. He stated that Flair and the family knew the procedure was coming and he could have had it before or after Vegas and wanted to feel good for StarCast. So hopefully uh, things aren't as serious as TMZ made them out to be. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Hopefully that's not... <clears throat> I doubt that they would be trying to spin that. Yeah, is it? If it was grave. Isn't uh, Conrad Ric Flair's son-in-law? Yeah. Okay. He's well. married to one of Ric Flair's daughters. All right. I'm assuming that he has some inside information then. Uh, I, Conrad, in this case, is a very trusted source. He could end up as brother-in-law to Andrade. True. Wow. True. Craziness. True. Hola, Andrade. Uh, so, <laughs> you see Conrad trying to deflect all the questions about... His involvement with AEW. Wasn't he listed on the roster page or He's something like that? He's listed on the roster page, and his defense of that is, well, yeah, I announced two of their rallies. <laughs> he said, but I'm not involved with the company beyond that. Controversy. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Mark Andrews and OM Dar, they're going to have a rematch next week. Neither of them are happy about how that last match turned well, out. Well, obviously not. They left it on stretchers. <laughs> right. That would suck. The match didn't actually end. Well, I mean, it, it did. There was an end to it. It's not like they've been fighting forever, despite what the crowd may have wanted. <laughs> no, I, I like the way Noam Dar put it, though. He says, you know, the match ended like a night on the town. Here in Glasgow. Here in Glasgow. Yeah. That was good. That's pretty funny. I liked it. It was good. Uh, next, Killer Kelly uh, taking on Zaya Brookside. Mm-hmm. Um, this match barely got started when Ginny appears on the ramp. And she brings out superhero Jazzy Gabert. Yeah, man. This was great. I don't remember her having the cape. No, she didn't. She looks menacing. She looks like she could be cast as Ursa well, from you know, Superman 2. Yeah, no, you know what she looked like? She looked like a cooler uh, like version of Nuclear Man from Superman yeah, 4. Yeah, that's what it which is. Which initially, no, you don't want that. But done in this way, yeah. 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 If she had portrayed Nuclear Man as Superman 4... Revitalize the franchise after the Superman 3, that turd of a movie, which freaked me out when I was a little kid, would have revitalized the franchise. Christopher Reeves would still be playing Superman. He never would have gotten that accident. Oh, man. Everything would have changed. But instead, they got some jabroni to play Nuclear Man. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him again. Mm-mm. I wonder what happened to that guy. I don't know either. I wonder if he's on the convention circuit. Maybe. In any event, uh, Jazzy's Jazzy. not on the convention no. circuit. She's on the destroying circuit. She mm-hmm. gets in the ring. And uh, while Jazzy's making her way to the ring, uh, Zaya and, and Killa Kelly are looking at each other. It's like, okay, yeah, we can do this. Mm-hmm. They even fist bump. Um, and then uh, uh, as soon as uh, Jazzy approaches the ring pretty close, yeah, Killer Kelly gets out of there. Shrugs. Yeah. You're on your own. And uh, Jazzy hit like a reverse power slam on Zaya Brookside. This guy's got a great name. Mark, Mark Pillow. Mark Pillow. That's a good name. Look at that. And his Twitter banner is, is Superman 4. I wonder if this is really him. He There's no check, so we don't know. He's only got 216 followers. I mean, everything on there is about nuclear, man. Did he do anything else? Check his IMDb All profile. Right, we're going to check that. 
Oh. That's his bio. Ooh, I want to see Brightburn. Um, Here, go back. Go back. Press back. Oh, there you are. Do that. Because that just took me there. Known for, he was in Wise the guy. show Wise Guy. All right. And some movie called Alaska, Jack London's Alaska Kid. Oh, it was a TV series also. Interesting. When it, was that? Oh, maybe it was like a German thing. These look like German. It's 1983. 1993. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Is anything since the early 90s interesting? Oh, did you hear some trivia? He learned to skydive. Crap, I lost it. Learned to skydive. Oh, he was a Chippendales dancer. I wonder if it was before oh, or after Nuclear Man. Uh, learned to skydive at California City Parachute Club. He made several dozen jumps. Wow. Wow. wonder if that, uh, that skill came into play when being cast as Nuclear Man. All that flying in space and such. Main event of the show was uh, Bomber Dave Mastiff, who has a great theme song, taking on Wolfgang, who is still in. I, I don't understand how he's, but it's great. The hothead of Gallus. I know. I he know. comes off as such a mellow dude. He does. And he barely starts getting his hot head, and they just start calming him down. It's great. I love that dynamic. It's like the Adam Sandler scene in the plane in uh, Anger Management. <laughs> I'm not yelling. What are you doing? <clears throat> Anyways, Dave Mastiff gets Dave Mastiff gets the win. Yeah, he made pretty quick work of uh, Wolfgang. It yeah, was, it was pretty, pretty short. Yeah, it was a pretty short match. It was a pretty short match. But in any event, uh, this is going to get kicked up a notch. Gallus attacks Mastiff. Yeah, I mean that had to happen there in Scotland. Well, yeah, Gallus need to get that hometown pop. I wonder if there's going to be a Joe Coffee. This is just the doorway to Joe Coffee versus Mastiff. Could be. Yeah, it seems to be the way mm-hmm. that they're going. That'd be a good match. I'd be shocked if Mastiff won that. Fatal four way. Yeah. Yeah. Because it'll be a heel against Walter. I guess he could have a heel against Walter. Uh, next, 205 Live. He had Drake Maverick open the show with a hype promo saying, you got I'm two. bummed out they didn't. I mean, I think, well, they don't recycle. Do they have to clear stuff out while they're doing this? They used to change the ring ropes. Yeah, I think they still have to. Do they still do that? Yeah. It's still purple ring ropes? Yeah. I thought okay. so. Maybe really? I mean, it's just, it was just, it was just purple duct tape. We've seen him do it. It's pretty quick, but that's but my point is they're in London. I want to see Drake Maverick in front of the London crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, 
Anyways, he just talks about what's going to happen in the show. And the show kicks off in earnest with a fatal four-way match. Jack Gallagher versus Mark Andrews versus James Drake versus Humberto Carrillo. You have to appreciate that they're in London, and yet no London people won. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, this is a really fun match. Chaos everywhere. Yeah, everybody this got really their fun. Everybody got their, their kind of trademark moves in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw the return of the umbrella. Yeah, that was cool. What did he call that thing? I don't remember. Yeah, me too. I don't remember either. I don't remember either. You haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. There's that crazy uh, second rope reverse run a spot where Mark Andrews goes up there and, and does a reverse run on James Drake. James yeah. Drake standing on the second rope. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was crazy. That was pretty cool. That was cool. But then uh, uh, Gallagher hits Mark Andrews with a headbutt mm-hmm. and uh, he turns around. Gallagher does and gets rolled up by Creo for the win. Mm-hmm. gas. Afterwards, they shake hands. But they still need to have a one-on-one match to settle this once and for all. Yeah. Absolutely. Umberto's great. I love him. After that, Arya Davari was in the tanning bed, and he delivered a promo. That was great. From the tanning bed. Gosh, that was great. This was like the most natural promo. Have you ever been in a tanning bed before? Never. I don't have any desire to do it. You're I just, have. You're just... A couple times. You're just dropping pure UV on your skin. Nah, it's It's not healthy. good for you. No. No, it's actually... It's actually... It's okay. I'm talking. Have you done any research in it? Yeah. I don't think you have. It's not good for you, man. I don't think you have. You also said that flaxseed meal gives you like. I had read at one point. Boost your estrogen or something. Yeah, I read that at one point. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Ari Davari was in the tanning bed. This was great, though. This is a great promo. This is cool. Yeah. Like he seems healthy. He seems okay. Yeah. You should talk to him about that. Maybe I will. Um, uh, He's like, I don't know why Tony Nice is is flying ten hours to to the UK to have this match. Has to fly eight hours back, whatever. And I'm here. I'm getting my tan on. I'm gonna have a massage and go work out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm be ready for my the bank. Tony needs to be all worn out. Yeah. Advantage Arya Davari. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Tony Nice is in the ring and he doesn't. No, it's no, he has a backstage in the locker room. Yeah. And uh, he said essentially, you know, uh, I'm the fighting champion, so I'm gonna fight. Yeah. More but then he gave an interview in the ring and he says, I guess I could be getting a tan, but I'm out here. They, oh, they said, they said, you know, is this stupid of you to be taking this match when you've got a, a Davari title match next week <clears throat> at Money in the Bank? And he said, yeah, I guess I could be getting a tan or I could be in the gym. Mm-hmm. He says, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could do, but I'm sure they have tanning beds in. Oh, totally. And as I mean, that's actually true. As evidence, we saw it. Davari. Davari was just in the tanning bed. Unless it was a super pre-recorded tanning bed. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, uh, then we got uh, a Ligero video package so that people know who this guy is. I do like this. I, I do like, because Nice mentioned this also. He says, you know, it's now tradition at this point. They did it last year mm-hmm. uh, for the best of 205 to take on the best of the, of yeah, the yeah, UK yeah, yeah, yeah. guys. Um, and I do. I hope they continue to do that if 205 is even a thing a year from now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, then we got a Ligero video package <clears throat> to showcase some of what he does. Then we had a Lucha House Party promo where they said they're going to take on the Singh Brothers next week. Yeah. And it's going to be a Lucha Party. Uh, and then we had Ligero versus Tony Nice, um, And it was a fun match. It was cool. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it, it, it really picked up towards the end. Um, and then Tony Nice ended up winning with a powerbomb followed by a, a running Nice. As soon as the match was over, Davari appears out of nowhere, attacks Ligero. And then uh, Nice comes out to help. Davari puts him in the ring. 
Oh, th- sorry. Nice puts uh, Davari in the ring. Davari just lays out Tony Nice. He mm-hmm. stands tall in the, the episode, guaranteeing that Tony Nice is going to retain that title. Yeah. Money in the bank. I have all my prediction points on that. I have you? almost all of mine. Yeah. That's, that's, that seems like the most obvious one. That's a sure bet. Say a couple questions, man. Yeah. Uh, Dom L says, hashtag Ruby for Alexa spot, but then says, it'll probably just be Nikki. Uh, Noor Gangi. Who are some NXT UK Triple H guys besides Pete, uh, Pete Dunn? Jordan Devlin, I feel like, is a Triple H guy. I think he really likes Jordan Devlin. I get that vibe. I know Shawn Michaels really likes Jordan Devlin. I think Triple H, you know what the best piece of evidence is? That uh, the most Triple H guy, well, the second most Triple H guy, Finn Balor, is the guy who took on uh, Devlin at that last. He was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see this. This is going to be great. It's like Finn versus Finn. It's really, yeah. This be my favorite match ever. My two favorite. You're, you're a lot like Finn, and I love Finn, so I love you. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Triple H really likes Zach Gibson, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Gill, do you think CM Punk will re-sign with WWE or go to AEW? Neither. None of the above. Neither. None of the above. Um, I think that dude is frugal with his money. Mm-hmm. I think that if he does anything in wrestling, it's going to be more of what we already saw. Yep. Him. Just for the fun of it. Silly little things. And then uh, if he needs to make money, he'll do more movies or he'll do the uh, announcing thing that he's been doing for the uh, that regional MMA promotion. I don't think there's anything. I think that... I'd be surprised if we see him again in any sort of ring, in any sort of like professional capacity ever again. The WWE would have to be fundamentally a different company for him ever to come back, even in a Hall of Fame capacity. Yeah. I just don't think there's there's zero chance of him it's, doing that. It, it would have to go beyond Vince. Because I think Vince would be fine with him coming back. I think the beef is more... Uh, Triple H, I just don't feel like likes CM Punk. I don't feel like they get along. I agree with that. Uh, a I lot think of Vince, people, Vince would welcome back, welcome back with open arms, especially thinking he can make a, a buck off his return. A lot of people here in chat, I'm sorry, in Discord, Greg Morris says uh, someone just microwave fish in my company's break room. Stinks like hell in here now. If you do that, you need to be punished. Wow. Well, that's taking things a bit far. Like punished how, though? I mean, there's layers of punishing. You know, I don't think he's talking about Roderick Strong <laughs> eating your foot. Punishment. I don't know either. Uh, let's see here. Jimmy Thomas, if 205 Live were to be canceled, you mean when it gets canceled, what should happen to the Cruiserweight title? Have it be defended on a on the Raw or SmackDown. Or, or just bring it over to NXT. Yeah, yeah, either way. I mean, man, can you imagine Cruiserweight title matches at TakeOver? That'd be fantastic, oh, man. That'd be killer. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to go over to the Patreon. See if there's some more questions over yonder. Yeah, yeah. Over yonder. Oh, Jay Sean Lawrence, thank you very much. As I sit here and wait for do, this do, thing do, to do, load. Do, do, do. There it is. There it is. See if there's any hashtag forced. I accidentally misspelled forced. Forced one instead of first once. Uh, let's see here. Yadiel Flores. How cool will it be that match between Kushida and Gulak? I think it'll be all the cool. Yeah, I think that could be pretty good. It'll be great. I think it'll be pretty good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Emilio Raphael, wouldn't, would it be a good idea to have the Cruiserweight Championship defended at TakeOver? What did we just say, Larson? Maybe we just said it'd be cool if the Cruiserweight title is defended at TakeOver. That's correct. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dragon Reborn, NXT Twitter says tag tiles have been vacated. Yeah, they officially said on Twitter that was they were vacated, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in case there was any ambiguity last night. Yeah. 
Wolfpack for Life says, a little long, but worth a, we- a read. I saw this on Twitter too. Somebody tweeted this out and it got a lot of attention. 205 Live is proof that people won't watch a show that is catered to their wishes and desires. Folks didn't watch during the reign of Neville, but started to tune in for Enzo until he got fired. Took it back to the basics, starting with a tournament to crown a new champion. Had standouts as champions, routinely have great matches. Still barely acknowledged online and network views remain stagnant. Send people like Oni there and folks are like, he's too good for 205. Eventually the plug is going to be pulled and folks will say WWE never gave it a fair chance. Um, I think that for one thing, you, you can't treat 205 Live like um, a set of dark matches. Mm-hmm. because the crowd's not going to get behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how much advertising they do on the actual programs for Raw and SmackDown. So it's no. not, it's not no. like the WWE actually does give it a chance. I don't think, I honestly don't think WWE considers it essential programming. Would, no, they don't. They consider it uh, an extension of developmental. Yeah. Um, so I mean I, I, I don't I, I disagree with the entire premise of this proof that people won't watch a show that is catered to their wishes and desires. What about two hundred five live is catered to people's wishes and desires? Not, not a whole I mean not a whole lot. No, you know no. it's like I don't know. It's clearly a developmental show. I think it's kind of an yeah. asinine tweet to be honest. Uh, Jeffrey Nguyen Bruins for the sweep tonight. Let's go. Do you pay attention to playoff hockey at all? No, I don't really either. Uh, Tim Morris, what was drag? What is Dragonov's ceiling? I need more. Yeah, I, need I need to, to see, see a lot more. more. I, need I need to see, see a lot more. more. Some yeah. of the packaging stuff, I appreciate. Uh, I need to see more though. Mm-hmm. Not exactly sold quite yet. Max Zero, with the wild card rule being a thing now, what are the odds of Money in the Bank winner crossing brands for a cash in? Guess it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, the wild card rule is just Vince's whims manifested. Yeah, pretty much. Or the network demands and Vince's whims manifested. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Alex Foster. This would be great. He said, is it weird for me to think that in the end, Walter will lose the belt to Sid Scala? <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It is weird. But that would be maybe the greatest story that in the history of wrestling. Amazing. People like the roof would blow up. I want to see like the, 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 the fight camp between him and Johnny Saint for Johnny Saints teach him or showing off some really old school British wrestling moves. And that's they're sitting how- there trying to figure out how to work a 16 millimeter projector. And that's how Walter is defeated. Yeah, with some old school British wrestling moves. Boy, that'd be that'd be fantastic. I'd love to see that. Hell yeah, man! Psycho Sid. Anyways, Savvy Sid. What do we have coming? <laughs> what do we have? Savvy Sid. What do we have coming up for? Uh, what is it called? Overrun for yeah, bonus episode. I haven't decided yet, but I'm sure it'll be good. All right, I think it's going to be a banger. Yeah. Anyways, thanks so much, everybody. Ooh, we more thunder it. coming to WB Network next week. Nice. That's awesome. Great. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now 
All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.